insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Dollar in his head 
housing of Joseph Hillstrom, better known as old Joe Hill. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and workers. This is the beat coming at you from Mission District in Meadow Meadow, 2781 21st Street. Mutiny Radio. Got a big show planned for you today, so please, please stay tuned. Joe Hill's Ashes. Joe's corpse lay in Chicago, where 30,000 marched. They flew the wobbly banner high above the throng it arched. The workers sang and cheered his name, they did not eulogize. They honored Joe Hill's last request, don't mourn, organize. And the union took Joe's body, which then they did cremate. His ashes stuffed in envelopes and mailed to every state. Except, of course, to Utah, for Joe had clearly said, Don't leave me here in Utah, there I wouldn't be caught dead. We sing his songs to fan the flames and talk about him much. The ashes of this rebel voice are still too hot to touch. Then someone in the mailroom discovered what was up. The postmaster was summoned, the mailing to disrupt. An envelope tore open in the canceling machine Was just Joe's way of saying automation is obscene With patriotic fervor that postmaster was seized He treated that poor envelope as if it was diseased He said I won't deliver such subversive mail So for a while Joe had to wait in some dead letter file We sing his songs to fan the flames and talk about him much The ashes of this rebel voice are still too hot to touch At long last the post office sent Joe's ashes to D.C. To the archives like an artifact of ancient history The Wobblies in Chicago asked that he be sent home They wouldn't see him cataloged down in that catacomb So Joe's back with the Wobblies, and thus concludes my tale. But if there is a moral, I might say, don't trust the mail. We'll build that one big union before Joe's ash gets cold. And we'll bring to birth a new world from the ashes of the old. We sing his songs to fan the flames and talk about him much. The ashes of this rebel voice are still too hot to touch. We sing his songs to fan the flames and talk about him much. The ashes of this rebel voice are still too hot to touch. The ashes of this rebel voice are still too hot to touch. Plants in the bed, but the phone's tapped anyway. Maggie says a minute. 
bust an early man orders from the DA. Look out, kid, don't matter what you did. Walk on your tiptoes, don't tie no bows. Better stay away from those who care around a fire hose. Keep a clean nose, wash your clean clothes. You don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Okay, welcome. Welcome to Labor and Love Radio, the show where we tell you how it is. Opinion, commentary, history, by, for, and about working people. Interesting interviews, as you'll see today. This is Labor and Love, where we remind you that if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table, that is where you work, you're probably on the menu. And never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Morning, everybody. Hope you had a good week and good work. And the Labor and Love Show, your weekly labor magazine, is on the air. So today we're going to talk about several things. Guy who killed pretty Kathy. Acquitted? What's it like to work at Amazon? What are Zoot Suits and what role did they play in California history? And... The tax plan, let's just say this about the tax plan without getting into too much detail. It's a big wet kiss to the donor class. Absolutely. And our uh, senators are forcing it through. They're handwritten notes. People uh, are given a few hours to read a 500-page long document that's going to affect the lives of everyone in the country one way or another. They, they don't have time to look at it. They're given handwritten copies with the amendments. Hello? Okay, we started out today with Stevie Wonder and Mr. Know-It-All. And who might he be talking about? Mr. Know-It-All. Hmm, not sure. Anyway, we have a Mr. Know-It-All right in our midst. Uh, Second was Joe Hill's ashes. We continue to honor the memory of labor activist Joe Hill, 
who was executed November 19th, 1912 in uh, Utah on trumped-up charges. That was Mark Levy singing Joe Hill's Ashes. And third and most recent was Bob Dylan, our favorite Nobel Prize winner. Dylan was singing all about growing up working class, subterranean homesick blues. Okay, as I said, we're going to have an interview today. My good friend, very good friend, Chuck Turner is coming and uh, to talk about music and kids and to play some songs for us live here in the studio. First for the Labor and Love Show. Um, let's look at some labor news. Radio Labor. This is the World Labor Report. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, December 1st, 2017. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, unions around the world have mobilized for 16 days of activism to eliminate violence against women. Labor calls for freedom for the Palestinian people. And the Labor Start report about union events around the world. This is Radio Labor. Labor organizations around the world have been conducting events to eliminate violence against women. Seamary Ainsborough reports. Saturday, November 25th was not only the International Day to Eliminate Violence Against Women, it was the start of a global campaign called 16 Days of Activism Against Gender Violence, which starts on November 25th and ends on Human Rights Day, December 10th. More than 3,000 organizations around the world, including many trade unions, are participating in the campaign. The goal is to free the world from violence against women and girls wherever they are. Particular attention is being paid to helping the most underserved and marginalized, including refugees, migrants, minorities, indigenous peoples, and populations affected by conflict and natural disasters. Color Orange is being used to unify all of the themes of the campaign. Many organizations have produced resource materials to support the campaign, including videos. We start getting harassed the minute we walk inside the cage to go underground. Our male co-workers take advantage of the small space to touch us or push our breasts up against the walls of the cage. Management laughs at us when we complain. The supervisor won't let us go to the bathroom. When she thinks we're not working fast enough, she pinches and slaps us. Once, she beat me with the clothing I was making. I was pregnant and getting very tired working 12-hour night shifts. Management refused to let me change to day shifts and increase my workload by 50%. I was fired a few months after giving birth. I was at the office Christmas party when the company director touched me inappropriately. I tried to file a complaint with the police, but they said there wasn't enough evidence. A colleague told me he did the same to her. One of the labor organizations which is supporting the global campaign to eliminate violence against women is Industrial. Industrial represents 50 million workers employed in a wide range of sectors, from mining to manufacturing to garment production. Michelle O'Neill is with Industrial's Women's Committee. She's also the National Secretary of the Textile Clothing Footwear Union of Australia. Every day, violence against women 
seriously impacts on women workers' lives around the world. Violence against women is a human rights issue. It's a violation of our human rights. Violence against women is an obstacle to equality. And workplace violence against women is a core union issue. It's something that affects workers' health and safety, their dignity and their rights. All forms of violence against women are unacceptable. And we urge you to take the pledge. Industrial is urging unions to initiate the campaigns to stop violence against women. It is asking labour organisations to take the pledge. To encourage our members to actively take a stand against violence and harassment against women. Embark on campaigns that are aimed at preventing and combating violence against women. Demand that our governments enact and enforce laws that will protect women from violence in the workplace. We must take the pledge. Take the pledge. We must take the pledge. Unions must take the pledge. The ILO will consider the international law against the violence against women and men at its conference in June 2018. I'm Marie Ainsborough. November 29th is the International Day of Solidarity with the Palestinian People, a day established by the United Nations to remind people of the occupation of Palestine and the suffering of its people. The day has special significance this year because 2017 is the 50th anniversary of the 1967 Arab-Israeli War when Israel illegally occupied the Palestinian territories. The organization which represents national union centers at the world level, the International Trade Union Confederation, has condemned the occupation. The ITUC has repeatedly called for negotiations to end the occupation and create a two-state solution. It wants the new states to be created according to the pre-1967 war borders. The ITUC has also called for the removal of all illegal settlements in the territories and the wall which has been built between Israel and Palestine. One of the global unions which has been most active in trying to relieve conditions for working people in Palestine is the International Transport Workers Federation. The ITF represents more than 16 million transport workers who are members of 700 unions around the world. It has an extensive project in the territories to help Palestinian transport workers. The ITF project is designed to help truckers at one of the border crossings into Israel. The project was launched to help Palestinian drivers who have to spend long hours waiting to cross the border. It provides refreshments, toilets, and spaces for union meetings. The project was visited last year by a delegation of unionists from a number of unions, including Unite the Union in the UK, Unifor, the largest private sector union in Canada, and Satawu, the South Africa Transport and Allied Workers Union. I contacted the group during the visit and asked the unionists why their unions thought it important to support the project and what lessons they had learned. Simon Lau is from Unifor in Canada. So what this mission is about is understanding the current working conditions of our Palestinian brothers and sisters and to see how we can work collectively to help them improve their working conditions. The president of the ITF is Paddy Crumlin. Mr. Crumlin is also the national secretary of the Maritime Union of Australia. You know, our determination and our action to double, to triple, 
to multiply our determination so there is a long-standing peace on the only basis that it can happen, and that is by the two-party state and a free, sovereign, independent Palestinian people. Now here with his report about union events around the world is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the average of 260 news stories added to our site each day last week. Our top stories section included links to coverage of the global 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence campaign, a ban on strikes by airline pilots in Colombia, and a report on the working conditions of Bangladeshi garment workers that found that almost half don't earn enough to meet basic needs. We had news of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. Amazon workers in Italy and Germany struck on Black Friday. A copper mine strike in Peru over wages destabilized commodity markets around the world. Oil refinery workers struck Axon France in a dispute over wages. There was a public transport strike in Sri Lanka on Tuesday, also over wages. A row over earned entitlements closed a Nigerian university. American hospital laundry workers were picketing to press their demand for a living wage. Israeli aviation workers walked off the job over an announcement that airport authorities would be taxed. South Korean auto workers downed tools when negotiations for a new wage agreement broke down. Nigerian truckers were also engaged in a wage dispute. They blockaded roads for a day to make their point. Taiwanese retail workers struck and occupied their store when its closure was announced. And in Korea, a partial strike on the Seoul Metro took place on Tuesday. Our top working women stories included coverage of Canadian women trade unionists who are organizing to make their unions more child-friendly, the opening of a global forum on women workers' rights in Morocco, and the news that more unions are pressing the demand for domestic violence leave in Australia. The Health and Safety Newswire we run in cooperation with Hazards Magazine carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the Indian taxi drivers who are threatening a strike over road safety and security problems, yet another mass fainting event in a Cambodian garment factory, a union campaign on the dangers of overwork in Malaysia, and demands for a royal commission to look into toxic workplaces in the Australian banking industry. Currently, Labor Start is running six online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join thousands of trade unionists around the world in helping workers make their lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. And that's it. International labor news you can use. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. As he said, it's about global solidarity. Um, all over the world, people are struggling to make their <clears throat> lives better and their work better paying and more productive. Okay, I'd mentioned that... Uh, I was I would say that we have interviews on this show, but it's not very often that we actually do. Today it's my great pleasure to welcome to the Labor and Love Show my very good friend Chuck Turner. Morning, Chuck. Good morning, Bill. Um, 
Chuck is a longtime colleague of mine in the San Francisco Unified School District. He's also a musician, and he's developed kind of a class that he gives to kids at the school where he worked and then later on uh, after he retired. And he's also an expert guitar player, so he's going to play some songs for us. Welcome to the show, Chuck. Well, thank you. Um, so let me know a little bit about uh, what you do with kids and your guitar or your career as a teacher in the San Francisco School District. Well, when I was teaching, I retired in 2007. I always taught the, the uh, primary grades, so uh, I taught upper grades too with you, especially at Raphael Wheel. Raphael Wheel. first started out. Yeah. But I sort of specialized in the primary grades, and I, and I uh, played guitar, so I brought my guitar to class, and I used it with the kids and everything. But I never really uh, developed a whole repertoire until I, until I retired as a teacher. And I came back as a volunteer music teacher uh, on Fridays. And I, as I, when I retired for a teacher, I got a job working for the teachers' union, part-time, and then on Fridays I would also volunteer at my old school Tenderloin, uh, and I would teach t uh, singing and rhythm instrument playing, uh, and also guitar playing to, uh, to kids, kindergarten and first grade mainly, but the guitar students were, were mostly uh, older kids. And so these songs, the first two songs that I'm going to sing are for kids. If you got any kids in the audience, get them. Tell them to perk up their ears. Okay, here's uh, Chuck Turner with music for your kids. Call them in. <clears throat> Going for a ride, going for a ride, going for a ride in the car, car. Let's go ride in the car, car. In the car. Come on, Mama, step on the gas. Come on, Daddy, step on the gas. Come on, Tio, step on the gas. Going for a ride in the car. The motor it goes chuka Going for a ride in the car. I wanna sit in the front seat. I wanna sit in the back seat. You gotta sit in your car seat. Come on, Mama, step on the gas. Come on, Daddy, step on the gas. Come on, Tio, step on the gas. Going for a ride in the car. Hey, where are we gonna go? Let's get something to eat. I wanna get me a taco. I wanna get me some dim I wanna get me a French fry. Going for a ride in the car. Going for a ride, going for a ride, going for a ride in the car, car. Let's go ride in the car, car. Going for a ride in the car. The mo, the motor it goes. Chuka 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 Going for a ride in the car. Trees and buildings walk along. Park cars, trucks and garbage cans. We see them all as we drive by. Going. <laughs> All right, a song by the late great 
Woody Guthrie, right? Woody Guthrie, one Woody. of the greatest, especially kids entertainers or kids songwriters. He just kept it simple and he kept it straight. Okay. Here's another Woody Guthrie. Okay. You can play with me. You can hold my hand. You can use my jump rope. You can use my ball. You can take my bike. Ride it all around You can even laugh at me But don't you push me down Don't you push me, push me, push me Don't you push me down Don't you push me, push me, push me Don't you push me down You can play with me We can play all day You can use my dishes if you'll put them away We can go outside We can run around You can even get mad at me Don't you push me down Don't you push me, push me, push me Don't you push me down Don't you push me, push me, push me Don't you push me down Okay I know a young man out there who requested that song this morning when I told him you were going to come uh, on my show. He requested that song, so thank right. you. Thank well, you that's for, for him. It. Woody Guthrie. Okay, how about another one? All right. Um, this, the next one is uh, a song that uh, uh, it's an old church song. It's a Christmas song. Uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs, actually. Uh, and uh, the, my favorite version of this is, is done by Odetta. Uh, I wish Odetta has this great echo on her voice when she starts out this song. I wish I could reproduce that sound, but I'll do my version of it anyway. Here we go. called Children Go Where I Send Thee. Children go where I send thee. How can I send thee? I'm gonna send thee one by one. One for the little bitty baby. Two for Joseph and Mary. Three for the Hebrew children. Four for the four who stood at the door. Five for the five who stayed alive. Six for the six who couldn't be fixed. Seven for the seven who got to heaven. Eight for the eight who stood at the gate. Nine for the nine who stood in line. Ten for the ten good old men. Eleven for the eleven who couldn't get to heaven. Twelve for the twelve who rang the bell. He was born, 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 born in Bethlehem. Children, go where I send thee. How can I send thee? I'm gonna send thee twelve by twelve. Twelve for the twelve who rang the bell. Eleven for the eleven who couldn't get to heaven. Ten for the ten good old men. Nine for the nine who stood in line. Eight for the eight who stood at the gate. Seven for the seven who got to heaven, six for the six who couldn't be fixed, five for the five who stayed alive, four for the four who stood at the door, three for the Hebrew children, four, two for 
Joseph and Mary, one for the little bitty baby. He was born, born, born in Bethlehem. Okay, a beautiful song by Odetta. Very, uh, as you say, a very commanding voice, like a gospel voice who sang a lot about social justice issues. Okay, well, so my question is, if you would um, talk about why music and music education is so important for kids and how you went about it. Well, I think music is, is really important uh, just for its for its own self as art, for one thing, and you know, to add to your life, uh, everyone should have a song in their head as they just walk down the street, uh, 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 something they heard, you know, someone else sing, or something they like to sing on their own, whatever. You should just, you know, express yourself and have a rhythm in your the way you walk and, and be. Uh, so I I proposed this thing when I retired uh, this, that, I, that I would teach this class. I was already teaching a guitar class in the, in the after-school program, so I wanted to come back and, and get into the classrooms and teach kids how to sing. But it was really difficult for the teachers. The first and the kindergarten and first grade teachers are just, they're just so up against it with all the academics that they have to teach that, that the principal and the school district is always trying to, to get them to cut things like uh, PE, art, science, uh, all those kinds of good things that kids like out of the, of the program. The reason kids come to school in a lot of cases are those kinds of what are called enrichment classes. But So I had to you know, justify what I was doing. And, and one way that it, it's really easy to see that you could justify it is that like all these songs have rhyming words, for example, and they, you could put them up on storyboards, the, all the lyrics, put them on uh, pieces of like, white paper strips, and the kids could learn how to read just by singing. And it, the singing helps you to learn how to read because and it makes it much like easier. the Odetta yeah. song you just played. Yeah, an accounting song, there you go. Uh, kids love counting songs. So I, I managed to keep doing that from, I guess it was 2007 till 2016. I just actually stopped doing that in 2016. I used to come every Friday, five classes, 40 minutes each. I would teach every Friday. That was a lot of work, but- That was, was a lot fun. of work. Yeah. So let me just do one more. Or you got any more you want to talk about first? Please. Um, well, I wanted to talk about how you were able to, get, for example, I know you were able to get people to donate money so <coughs> kids could actually have guitars in their hands yeah, there's to this, work with. How did that happen? There's this great program called Little Kids Rock, and it's run by this guy named Dave Wish, who lives in New Jersey now. But he used to live in Redwood City. And, uh, and he, uh, uh, he was a second-grade teacher like me. And he, uh, uh, he got this idea that he was a guitar player himself, or is a guitar player, that he would get uh, music companies, mostly... Uh, he got like companies who make guitar strings and sheet music and stuff like that to donate a lot of money to buy these guitars, cheap guitars made in China, but they're really nice, uh, that he would give to kids who would sign up to do this class. So I, I, I had to go to a workshop to, you know, to, to qualify. Uh, so I, I managed to do that and I uh, uh, got 
at first I had 20 guitars. Everybody in my class in that year in second grade had their own guitar. But later on, it was it dwindled down to where I had like a, a class that was in the after school program of like six guitar players. And some of those kids, when they, even now, some of those kids are still performing. There's two of them that are really, really, really pretty good. And they, uh, they sing Taylor Swift songs, but uh, I mean, Taylor Swift is okay. I like Taylor Swift. So they, uh, you know, they got into it just by starting out singing stuff like, like this. Uh, Go where, you know, children go where I send thee, don't you push me. Easy songs, simple, straight songs. Besides the kids who are actually performing, I think we really have to take into account the fact that whether or not the kids end up being performers, they have music in their lives. Oh, certainly. They have that, you know, spirit, like you say, walking down the street with a song in your head. Okay, I'd really appreciate it if you'd play another one. All right, so for my for my big encore, my encore. Hanaho, yeah, uh, I'm gonna take the melody. Uh, Don't you push me? Uses the basic melody of, of Jingle Bells. Woody Guthrie uh, took that melody. There's only one chord change that's different from Jingle Bells in there. But so I I developed this other uh, 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 sort of like a uh, the, based on that the kids knew that song, and it was, uh, now it's Christmas season, and, and when it was Christmas season in my class, I, I taught them these versions of Jingle Bell. So first one is the, there's the uh, regular Jingle Bell met, uh, with the dashing through the snow uh, verse, and uh, which is sort of like the Don't You Push Me verse, but the chorus of the Jingle Bells and the chorus of Don't You Push Me, that's where the change is, that it's a little bit different. And then there's another Jingle Bells uh, that is like what I call the kid version. And then there's uh, a Jingle Bell version in, uh, in Spanish and one in Chinese. Oh, okay. All right? <laughs> Dashing through the snow, the one horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtails ring. Making spirits bright What fun it is to laugh and sing A slaying song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride In a one-horse open sleigh Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride In a one-horse open sleigh Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost its wheel and the Joker got away. Hey, jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost its wheel and the Joker got away. Soy feliz, soy feliz, venga Navidad. Alegría quiero ver en la Navidad Soy feliz, soy feliz, venga Navidad Alegría quiero ver en la Navidad Ding dong ding, ding dong ding Go sing, you chung sing Ding dong ding, ding dong ding Yi tong chai fung si yu sing Ding dong ding, ding dong ding Go sing, you jung sing Ding dong ding, ding dong ding 
Tick-tock. Ching. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Chuck Turner singing four different versions of Jingle Bells. And uh, his music, music for kids program. Um, as I remarked, sometimes the first things that are cut when education programs are cut are the very things that kids bring with them, the desire that kids bring with them to do, like athletics, art, music, um, even you know science enrichment programs. But uh, thank you very much, Chuck. Well, you're you welcome. Want, you want to leave us with anything? Well, just happy uh, holidays, Merry Christmas, seasons, greetings, all that stuff, all that good stuff. Okay, thank you. And I understand you got more songs too. So, well, maybe I could come back another time. With we want to make songs. sure and, and do that. Um, as I say, we play here music of social significance. And if those songs are not social, socially significant, I don't know what is. This is the Labor and Love Show. Let's play some music from. Hmm, here's Tina Turner. That was great. <laughs> <laughs>
would have stayed at home Who uses all his powers to do evil But in the end, he's left so all alone That man who will is a finger's cheek
the poem of Grant, who wishes he would have stayed home, who uses all his power to do evil, but in the end is always left so all alone. That man.
is the motivation that is hanging up the goddamn nation looks like we always end up in a rut everybody now trying to make it real compared to what Are killing hogs, twisted children are killing frogs. Poor dumb rednecks rolling along, tired old ladies kissing the dogs. I hate the human love of that stinking mud. I can't use it, trying to make it real compared to what. what it's for nobody gives us a rhyme or reason half of one doubt they call it treason we're chicken feathers all the without wonder god damn it trying to make it real compared to what Sunday sleep and nod, trying to duck the wrath of God. Preachers filling us with fright. They all trying to teach us what they think is right. They really got to be some kind of nut. I can't use it, I'm trying to make it real compared to what.
that be and where's that honey? Where's my God and where's my money? Unreal values of crass distortion. Unwed mothers need abortion. Kind of brings to my old young King Tut. He did it now. Try to make it real compared to what? McCann, the great Les McCann with compared to what? What is going on in this world today? Things are getting bizarre. Before that, we had Taj Mahal. I pity the poor immigrant. And the attitudes of the immigrants. Of course, he's talking about whites. I pity the poor immigrant that wishes he were dead, who puts his faith in wealth itself and turns his back on me. And prior to that was Nutbush City Limits with Tina Turner. Tina Turner singing about where she grew up. It resembles the place where she grew up. <clears throat> Shift gears now. I want to talk about a young woman named Centoya Brown. Centoya Brown. If you don't know her name and what it's about, Centoya Brown is a young woman who was um, beaten up into, forced into prostitution and repeatedly raped by a guy who used her as his slave. Then he sold her to someone else and uh, to have sex with, and she shot the guy. She's in jail now. 
She's in jail now. She's been in jail for more than 10 years. Here's, here's a report from CNN. This case is really starting to gain a lot of attention. She's been in prison for more than a decade now, but her case is catching fire on... Okay, Centoya. Social media, hashtag free Centoya Brown after being shared on Instagram by pop superstar Rihanna. And here's the background. Brown says when she was just 16, after being forced into prostitution, a 43-year-old man took her home and tried to have sex with her. Brown says in self-defense, she shot him because she, she feared for her life. And despite her age, she was tried as an adult, sentenced to life in prison, and won't be eligible for parole until she's 69 years old. Well, one of the people trying to change that is with us now. Uh, her attorney, Charles Bone. Uh, Charles, thank you so much for being here with us. We appreciate it. First and foremost, I want to ask you, how is she doing and is she aware of this new public campaign to try to help her? Centoria is a remarkable young woman and uh, she's very aware. She's uh, amazed by the publicity that's uh, been generated this week. Help us understand who she is now. I understand, I mean, she's been in prison for what, has it been about 13 years and she's gotten a college degree? Is that right? 13 years uh, and she's gotten her GED uh, and her Associate of Arts degree from Lipscomb University and now she's uh, very close to getting her bachelor's degree. She, if you, if what I read from her background is correct, suffered from fetal alcohol syndrome. She grew up in an abusive home where drugs were rampant. She ran away from adoptive parents. She was raped and forced into prostitution uh, by a pimp as I understand it. Uh, what was it about her and about this case that made you say, I need to try to help this woman? Well, there's an amazing documentary that uh, Dan Bierman did in 2010. And when we saw that uh, documentary, uh, a group of us... Uh Looks like Sintoya's uh, lawyer was interrupted. go on with the Sintoya Brown. I'll, I'll read the article. It's called, Why Sintoya Brown, who is spending life in prison for murder, is all over social media. And of course, the reason is Rihanna. Uh, I first saw the post uh, that was done by Rihanna. Brown is serving a life sentence for the murder of a Nashville man in 2004. According to Brown, after a childhood marked by abuse and drugs, she was raped and forced into prostitution by a pimp and ended up killing one of her clients out of self-defense when she was just 16 years old. Despite her youth, she was tried as an adult and given a life sentence. 
The details of her crime and trial, including the fact that the man who paid for sex with her was 43 years old, have started circulating again, catching the attention of A-list celebrities, including, I'm happy to say, LeBron James. Um, The man just grows in, in estimation as time goes by. Uh, spawning the tri- the viral hashtag hashtag free Sintoya Brown that's C-Y-N-T-O-I-A however even before the renewed interest her trial inspired a documentary and was a factor in a major change in how the state of Tennessee deals with child prostitute prostitution cases and, uh, here's Rihanna's Rihanna's tweet. Imagine at the age of 16 being sex trafficked by a pimp named Cutthroat. After days of being repeatedly drugged and raped by different men, you were purchased by a 43-year-old child predator who took you to his home to use you for sex. You end up finding enough courage to fight back and shoot and kill him. Arrest as a result, tried and convicted as an adult, and sentenced to life in prison. This is the story of Sintoya Brown. She will be eligible for parole when she's 69 years old. Something is horribly wrong when the system enables these rapists and the murder, and the victim is thrown away for life. Rihanna wrote in her Instagram article, her Instagram tweet. Brown testified she was picked up for sex by 43-year-old Johnny Mitchell Allen, who picked her up near a sonic parking lot and drove her back to his house. There she testified she saw the gun cabinet in Allen's room. She said she resisted his advances until he appeared to reach under the bed Brown said she thought she was he was going to get a gun or something to do something for me. She then said she took her gun out of her purse and shot Allen. Brown's life sentence caught criticism in Tennessee, and in 2012, a U.S. Supreme Court ruling offered her advocates new hope. A Supreme Court decision banned mag- mandatory life without parole for juveniles, saying it was unconstitutional. Her sentence does carry the possibility of parole when Brown is 69 years old. Centoya Brown, please uh, help if you can. Uh, Google it, look it up on the website. Recent Toya Brown. Okay, working class history. On this day in 1956, 30,000 women demonstrated in Budapest as part of the wider anti Soviet working class uprising for a socialist society with genuine workers' control. 
Okay, there's a picture of a female fighting fighter walking along with a rifle. I guess that would be in Budapest in Hungary. for economic and political self-management were common to many revolutions in the past, but were unique in that they occurred in the context of the, quotes, communist USSR and Stalin's regime had ended. Okay. This day in labor history. This day in labor history working-class history, I should say. This day in working-class history. Silvia Secciani, lifelong Italian anti-fascist and anarchist, died in Carrara, paralyzed when she was younger with a fascist, by a fascist attack. She maintained her revolutionary ideals, writing anarchist songs and supporting the partisan resistance working-class history. Nineteen twenty-three British neurologist and libertarian socialist Chris Pallas, aka Maurice Brinton, was born influenced heavily by Cornelius Castriotis. would write excellent first-hand accounts of major struggles and upheavals from the 1960 Belgian general strike to France in 1968 and the 1974 overthrow of the Portuguese dictatorship. Okay, working class history. Let's take a little break here. Call in Miles Davis. Right back. Yeah. 
Okay, we're back, and it is the Labor and Love radio show. Thanks again to Chuck Turner for coming and uh, playing for us, talking about his work with the guitar and with children. Let's play a little Lalo Guerrero, an issue that's never very far from the minds of many people. Se alerta ese vato, no se vaya al rol Porque va a empezar al rato el piano del cantón Porque va a empezar al rato el marihuana boogie boy Se llama Juana, 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 Juana Pero ya todos los vatos le dicen marihuana Mari, marihuana, como te quiero yo Ese buggy me siento volador. Peguéle bute esas teclas, ya estoy aviador. Peguéle bute esas teclas, que ya estoy
a case Trump used as anti-immigration rallying cry. Beautiful Kate. Uh, Very unfortunate thing for everybody. A San Francisco jury on Thursday found Jose Ines Garcia Zarate, a homeless undocumented immigrant, not guilty for the 2015 shooting death of 32-year-old Kate Steinle. The timing and specifics of Steinle's death capitulated the case into the the national spotlight as a cause celeb for then-candidate Donald Trump, who seized upon the death of beautiful Kate. Beautiful Kate, he called her as he referred to her on the stump, languishing in seventh behind his Republican competitors at the time, just two weeks into his campaign, Trump used Garcia Zarate's past. He had been deported from the U.S. five times and had seven felony convictions, including drug charges, as part of his campaign's anti-immigrant operating thesis. For Donald Trump, we were just what he needed. Beautiful girl, San Francisco, illegal immigrant, arrested a million times, violent crime, and yada, 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 Steinle's mother told Liz Sullivan of the San Francisco Chronicle months ago. We were the perfect storm for that man. The fact that San Francisco Sheriff's Departments, months before the shooting, had refused to tell federal immigration officials when undocumented Garcia Sarate was to be released from jail made it a touchstone in the national debate on sanctuary cities. Despite the national political implications, the San Francisco jury was charged with a more discreet task of criminal culpability for Steinle's death. Steinle, a medical equipment saleswoman, was out for a July afternoon walk with her dad on San Francisco's Pier 14 when she was struck in the back by a single bullet. The bullet, shot from a stolen gun, ricocheted off the concrete before striking Steinle. Garcia Sarate admitted to accidentally firing the gun. case came down to a question of intent. San Francisco prosecutors told the Superior Court jury that Garcia Sarate intentionally brought the gun to the pier the day of the with the intent of doing harm, aimed the gun towards Steinle and pulled the trigger. The assistant district attorney spent much of the trial seeking to prove the gun that had killed Steinle couldn't have fired without a firm pull of the trigger while establishing that Garcia Sarate tossed the weapon into the bay before fleeing the scene, an implication of his guilt. Defense lawyers said the shooting was an accident that happened when Garcia Sarate, who had a history of drug crimes but no record of violence, found the gun wrapped in a t-shirt or cloth under his seat on the pier just seconds before it discharged in his hands. 
Matt Gonzalez of the Public Defender's Office said his client had never handled a gun and was scared by the noise, prompting him to fling the weapon into the bay where a diver fished it out a day later. The jury considered first-degree and second-degree murder charges as well as involuntary manslaughter, but after six days of deliberation found the 45-year-old Mexican citizen guilty only of being a felon in possession of a firearm, which is also a felony. So with his record, he might end up, he might end up doing some time. I wonder if this is going to be as widely publicized as was the view the idea that the reason this happened was because because of weakness or inconsistency in the application of the law had nothing to do with that the man had been arrested five times Texas had let him go Arizona found him and took him to San Francisco where all he had on his record was some drug arrests, marijuana. In any case, he's been exonerated. Here's another one. Trump paid, this is the New York Times now, Trump paid over $1 million in a labor settlement, documents reveal. In 1980, under pressure to begin construction on what would become his signature project, Donald Trump employed a crew of 200 undocumented Polish workers who worked in 12-hour shifts without gloves, hard hats, or masks to demolish demolish the Bonwit Teller Building on Fifth Avenue, where the 58-story golden-hued Trump Tower now stands. The workers were paid as little as one as $4 an hour for their dangerous labor, less than half the union wage, if they got paid at all. Their treatment led to years of litigation over Mr. Trump's labor practices, and in 1998, despite frequent claims that he never settles lawsuits, Mr. Trump quietly reached an agreement with to end the class action suit over the Bonwit Teller demolition which he was a dependent, defendant. The documents show that Mr. Trump paid a total of $1,375 million to settle the case known as Hardy versus Kasaychipi, with, with 500000 of it going to a union benefits fund and the rest to pay lawyers' fees and expenses. According to the documents, one of the union lawyers involved asked the judge to ensure prompt payment from Mr. Trump, suggesting within two weeks after the settlement date. Mr. Trump jumped in to object. 30 days is normal. So, it's been litigated for 15 years. So, 16-day window was insisted upon by the judge. Mr. Trump hired an inexperienced contractor for $775,000. Mr. 
Mr. Kasiki specialized in window and job site cleaning. His company was renovating an, an adjoining building for Bonwit Teller, where he employed undocumented Polish workers. Mr. Trump would later testify that he never walked into the adjoining building or noticed the Polish workers. But a foreman on the job, Zbigniew testified that Mr. Trump visited the site, marveling to him about the Polish crew. He liked the way the men were working on 57th Street. He said, those Polish guys are good hard workers. Without labor, nothing prospers. Mr. P Trump is perfectly willing to use workers, even though he claims to take up their cause. Bet you didn't know about a Black Friday strike at Amazon in... Uh, around Black Friday. You work for Amazon? Okay. Here's a guy talking about his work at Amazon. As I bend to the floor, alone in a locked metal cage 10 feet from my nearest colleague, a robot approaches from the shadows and thrust a tower of shelves toward me. I have nine seconds. Heavens. I have nine seconds to grab and process an item to be sent for packing. A target of 300 items an hour. For hour after relentless hour. As I bend to the floor, then reach high above my head to fulfill a never-ending stream of orders my body screams at me. Welcome to Amazon's picking floor. Here, while cameras watch my every move, a screen in front of me offers constant reminders of my units per hour and exactly how long each has taken. This is written by Alan Selby, a worker at Amazon. I spent five weeks at the firm's newest warehouse in Tilbury, Essex, armed with a secret camera brought from Amazon's own website. I found staff asleep on their feet, exhausted from toiling up to five, 55 hours a week. Those who could not keep up with the punishing targets faced the sack, and some who buckled under the strain had to be attended by doctors. They had to be attended to by ambulance crews. It's a far cry from the singing, smiling faces that fill Amazon's Christmas adverts on TV. Its army of 24,000 unhappy elves are paid as little as seven pence per item. In England, that would be, yeah, around seven cents to help pack and deliver each one across the UK. My final shift was two days ago, Black Friday, when millions of Brits 
logged on to help founder Jeff Bezos earn an extra 1.8 billion pounds overnight. But the firm has been hit by a series of scandals, prompting our underground probe. Across Italy and Germany, staff have gone on strike, complaining of low pay and poor conditions. And employees at UK warehouses have told of sleeping in tents and under bridges just to get to work on time. Time toilet breaks, impossible targets, and exhausting, intolerable working conditions are frequent complaints. Staff have been paid less than the living wage, and even emerged drivers. And it even emerged drivers that faced early fines for early deliveries. Amazon has recently repeatedly promised to keep up his act, but a whiteboard in the plant for staff comments suggests it has far to go. Filthy toilets, breaks still too short. Why are we not allowed to sit when it is quiet and not busy? We are human beings, not slaves and animals. One guy mentioned I expected it all to be modern and powered by robots in here, but my eyes are wide open now. story of how I became a human robot could not have been dark. This began in the gloom of 7.30 a.m. and ended at 6.30 p.m. Long after the sun had gone down. That happened. Okay, here's some of what they found. It's from the Sunday Mirror. We're not getting any uh, we're not getting any audio. Suffice it to say, working in Amazon is no bed of roses. Uh, it's the industrial revolution all over again. The worker as an extension, as Marx wrote worker as an extension of the factory, the brutal reality of working. Okay, let's talk about Zoot Suit. Still not getting any... 
Okay, we're going to talk about zoot suits and their place in California history. How could it be that a style of dress becomes a crime? The zoot suits were worn by young people, and people like Cab Calloway made them, made them, uh, flashy and loud, but they were also intentionally loose-fitting to allow for easy movement on the dance floor. Okay, well, we're not getting it. Zoot suits during World War II the war preparedness board wanted people to use less cloth so more of it could be dedicated to the soldiers uh, who were fighting the war. And so people looked at zoot suits, if they were so inclined as somehow unpatriotic. These young men were using too much of the too much of the um, cloth that uh, you know it should be going to the soldiers. Okay, of course young teenage and early 20s men were not about to do that so they went around wearing their zoot suits. And uh, at one point in Southern California, <clears throat> in 1943, servicemen who came through San Diego and Southern California on their way to the Pacific War, when granted leave, some of them would go out and pick fights with the zoot suitors, or fights would, uh, would happen over women or over the conduct of the white soldiers. So the white soldiers went out and beat up the young Mexicans, took their pants off them. Blacks and Filipinos who also wore the suits were also targeted. And the L.A. Police Department stood by and watched as the riots made national news. Eleanor Roosevelt... We do not always face these problems as we should, she said. Finally, when everything calmed down, serv servicemen were confined to their barracks and prevented from crossing over into the L.A. neighborhood. 500 young suit suitors were imprisoned and servicemen largely escaped any kind of punishment for what they'd done. The Zoot Suit Riots, 1943, this kind of hysteria led to the trial, the famous Sleepy Lagoon trial, uh, where several young Zoot Suiters 
were arrested, some of them who had not even been on the scene of a crime where a young Chicano man was killed. And their trial became a cause celeb. They were eventually released on mistrial. The judge was amazingly prejudiced, amazingly biased in his conduct in the courtroom. So they eventually did escape imprisonment. The zoot suit, riots they were called, some riot. This is the Labor and Love Show. I'm the bee. And this show is where the labor meets the way. Where your specific labor, your specific work is seen through eternal eyes. In other words, we're <clears throat> we're hooking up work with your your life. Your worldview, your wishes. How does your labor fit into that? That's one of the questions we answer on this show. Time for a little more music of social significance now. Um, no matter what you're doing or where you are, you're not alone. Once you stand up and demand your rights, you have allies all over the world and all through history. If we could only understand that we hold the power, all we have to do is stop working, stop paying our debts, and the whole thing falls apart. Question is, what are we going to replace it with? Okay, I wanted to play some Sinead O'Connor. I understand Sinead O'Connor has fallen on bad days. She's living in New Jersey at a, in a drug rehab program. Rather confused the interview with her, but here she is in one of her most powerful moments, a red football. My uterus is I'm not I'm not no red football. To be kicked around the garden, no, no I'm a red Christmas tree ball And I'm fragile I'm not no animal Though I am to you I'm not no crocodile Like the one in Dublin Zoo who lived in a cage the length and breadth of his body with a window which people would look through and throw coins on his back to taunt him though he couldn't move even if he wanted to I'm not no animal in the zoo I'm not no whipping boy for you you may not treat me 
like you do I'm not no animal in the zoo My skin is not a football for you My head is not a football for you My body's not a football for you My womb is not a football for you My heart is not a football for you I'm not no animal in the zoo This animal will jump up and eat you I'm not no animal in the zoo And I've every intention of leaping up and getting Sinead, Sinead O'Connor, famous Irish singer. A uterus is not a red football, the way it's treated by politicians. Expressing the absolute opinion that her body is hers to control and do with as she pleases. Okay, this is the bee, and it kind of snuck up on me today. But as always, we're with you on Saturday mornings. Happy everything to everybody. Hope you have a great day. Remember, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. Don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table that is where you work, you're on the menu. And never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. This is Labor and Love Radio signing off. The place where the labor meets the road. Bye-bye, everybody. This is the B.
Are you a stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days, all streaming live, all podcast posts, all Mutiny Radio, all the time. The third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Apply now. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. 
looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. an underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. 
Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't. I put a spell on you. Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m.